Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Well, we thank you, Lord, for your, for your abundant grace, Lord, and blessing, and presence. Oh. I don't think I would get through this. this preparation <laughs> what for <laughs> oh man <laughs> talking about being naturally supernatural <laughs> and then he put up a powerpoint slide <laughs> maybe I missed the plot a bit <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> just, just to encourage you, you know, <laughs> what Holy Spirit's doing now in our midst as we worship, <laughs> man. That's that's what it's about. <laughs> that's what it's about, you know. One touch of the Spirit <laughs> can supersede a thousand words. Are you with me? And. Uh, Oh, that's certainly been my experience in my life, you know. Uh, so I just want to just share a little bit to encourage you. Um, to encourage you. <laughs> just to be encouraged. <laughs> so, man, the word encourage means to speak from, it's actually from the root. Latin to of the heart. Okay, so So it means to share and encourage means to push on from the heart, okay? And you know, Holy Spirit ministry that he's doing as we come together like this. That's the heart, man. That's the heart of of the supernatural. That's the heart of the kingdom. The kingdom is 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 not the natural, it's the supernatural. You know, we've been, we've been given a ministry of, of, of supernatural spirit life. You know, from our innermost heart, from our innermost being. The heart in, in, in Judaism is there, you know. It's, 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 not, it's not that, it's that. It's the inner gut flows life. And, um, you know, the spirit life you know, was, I grew up like in legalistic Christianity. Um, it was rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. And it, and it killed me, and I, and I just ran away from the Lord and got into the New Age and uh, every type of occultic spirituality, you, you name, I, I was into. <laughs> oh, such a load of junk. <laughs> this, is the, oh, this is the real deal. <laughs> this, this spirit life. <laughs> the new covenant, okay? And it says... Oh, I'm not going to read all this. You, hey, guys, I even put a link on the Facebook page. Hey, how's that? Is that good? Just for, just for you young guys, because I 
kind of see you always on your phones. And so if you want to go to Hillside Church, Hillside Family, there's a link there um, of, of all these slides, okay? And uh, then you can go home and study the scriptures and, you know, and do the bit, you know? But, uh, and check out what I'm saying. <laughs> and then discard half of what I'm saying and take the good bit, you know? But... Uh, Guys, we, this supernatural, living supernatural, you know, uh, I went against my will to a healing service. And uh, some of the guys, actually, I think even some of my friends who were at that service like 25 years ago, maybe, I, I can't remember, but in uh, 1991, and I went looking for healing and go into an Anglican church. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, God's got a sense of humor. And I just get zapped by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, <laughs> Holy Spirit just falls on me. And I start shaking and crying and uh, being delivered from some kind of pretty bad stuff that was in me. Um, and, <laughs> and it's quite, a, quite, a, quite funny because the woman sitting next to me was about 80 years of age. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? And she's like, no, my son, it's, it's just Holy Spirit just touching you, you know? <laughs> but I'm dying. <laughs> I'm like sinking under the pew, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think I didn't stop shaking for about a week. Um, but, you know, this, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, is freedom. Okay, and let me tell you, we are free from that religious stuff. Um, we're free from having to do stuff. We're free from having to please God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we need to understand that it's freedom also from ourselves. One of the first things about Christianity is we are dead. It says we have been nailed on the cross with Christ. We are dead, and now we have freedom to move in the Spirit. And it's just a wonderful liberty. And, and so we've experienced some of it tonight already, you know, just the joy and the laughter and the... And it's a healing thing. You know, modern medicine has proven now that laughter is the best medicine. I don't know if you guys used to read Reader's Digest. This shows how old I really am. There was a book called Reader's Digest, my little magazine, and they used to have laughter is the best medicine, you know, and to get that book and read it every month, and it was great. But we need to be naturally supernatural. We need, it says, and we with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, and we be transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So tonight, we've just experienced some touch of his glory. His glory is Jesus. Okay, so his glory, as we behold Jesus, as we fix our eyes on the Spirit of God, on Jesus Christ, so we see his glory manifesting. You know, I've been in places where that glory has been thick. It's like a, a, a thick treacle. You walk in, and it's like, whoa. And I don't know, some of you may have felt that tonight. Did you just feel that presence just touching and, and, and bringing freedom? And, you know, you have to be prepared to enter into that. You have to be prepared to let yourself go and just move where the Spirit leads you. Amen. You know, it's, it's, it's important to yield to the Spirit of God. Okay, we're going to just look at God's glory in us. And um, next one. That's it. And well done. God's glory in us. God's glory fills us. As, as Jill said, we don't have to call Jesus down from heaven. We don't have to call the Holy Spirit down. That's actually a whole completely wrong theology. Christ lives in us. Okay? And he's our hope of glory. 
So, you know, this thing of like, oh, you know, I've just got to worship and worship and worship and worship to get the presence of God. That's not why we worship. We worship because we love God. We worship because we want to, yes, we just want to burst out, you know, praise you, Lord. You know, everything in us wants to, wants to like give back, you know. And I always get this thing when I'm worshiping and I lift my hands. Like, it's like electricity flowing out to me, from me up to heaven. It sounds funny, I, I, I get it that way around, you know, because it's like the well is within me, the source is within me, Holy Spirit, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. So when I worship, I'm not like worshiping and saying, lightning strike me, like Jesus says, it's like lightning go up, give glory to God. And, and so life in the Spirit is about giving glory to God, giving glory, and, and Jesus is, is the glory of God. He says, we have behold the glory of God, the one and only and uh, <laughs> when the glory comes, man, you know, we just, we just, we just well up in, in joy and well up in power. And uh, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit is not somewhere else. The Holy Spirit, by the way, is not in this building. Okay? This building is, is, this is not old covenant stuff. This is New Testament. The Holy Spirit lives in us and flows out of us like a stream of living water. So we live in a glory time. And uh, it says here that the glory of God, consider our present suffering is not worth comparing the glory that will be revealed in us. For creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Supernatural life is about allowing the glory of God in us to be revealed into creation. To your mates, to your work colleagues, even to your dog. I've got a dog who keeps on going like deaf and getting liver problems, and we just pray over the dog. And, and the dog gets healed. Hey, where's the net? How long ago should this dog have been dead? Huh? About five years ago. <laughs> so we, we just pray over the dog. And, 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 and so we, we, we expect something to happen. We live with an expectation <laughs> of Holy Spirit doing stuff. It's a daily expectation. It's not something that happens when we come to church. And uh, <laughs> that's my wife, I think. No, it could be. <laughs> so the, the, the supernatural life is about revealing God's glory that contains, it says, we hold his glory or his treasure in jars of clay. Yeah, we know we're, we, we're, sometimes we're weak and we're broken and we're unworthy, all that negative stuff. Get over that, you know. Get over yourself. You're dead. <laughs> you've been crucified with Christ stop looking at yourself and look at the glory in you so when you go into a situation in the college or workplace or somewhere where somebody needs healing or somebody needs deliverance from, from demons or somebody is, is got depressed the glory of God in you does it not you hey isn't that good news takes the pressure off you know you don't have to get results you know we are there to manifest his glory and that glory can manifest in personal fruit in our lives. We, we all, see, we all get fixed on this, God's refining me for my character. Okay, now there is truth in that. But move beyond that. That happens as we advance the kingdom of God. That happens as we move in His glory. I want to tell you, if you want your character refined, raise the dead. Sure. You with me? Cleanse the lepers. Okay? 
You know, uh, I'm going to share something on that just now. You know, when I was a young Christian, my father was a complete non-believer. He used to mock me. And by the way, uh, it's his anniversary of his death today, two years ago. And when I became a Christian, I loved my dad dearly, but he wasn't saved. And the Lord spoke to me like right the first few days of my Christian walk and said, your father will come to life on his deathbed. How's that for a thing? And two years ago, literally two years ago now, I led my dad. My dad was dying. And I went in there and I took him in my arms and he said to me, there's evil in this room. Now, I live with this supernatural expectation of something happening. And I said, so, Dad, what do you want to do? He said, how do I get right with the Lord? And I led him there and then to the Lord. I sang songs of deliverance over him. And took a bucket of water, threw it over him. <laughs> this, is a guy, this is a guy who's dying, by the way. <laughs> Your sins are washed away. Be baptized. Choof. You know? <laughs> Wake up from the dead. <laughs> and he did. So I climbed into bed with him, and, I, and I'm thinking, you know, this must be, you know, he's going to wake up. He's going to be dead. I'm going to be, you know. Woke up in the morning, and my dad's alive. He gets out of bed. The night before he had dementia, or a couple of weeks before he'd come to stay with us, he had dementia. Wakes up totally clear of mind, praising Jesus, and lived another six, what was six or eight, I can't remember, glorious weeks with us. Glory, eight glorious weeks where I had my heart restored after 20 years of battling with him. Huh? That's it. And you know, God said to me years ago, today salvation has come to you and your family. And I want to speak that over every one of you here. Every one of you, today, salvation, not just come to you, but through you to your whole family, and they will be saved. Okay, we are catalysts. We are catalysts in our family life. Every one of my family, my brother, my sister-in-law, my mother, my father, have all been saved. Okay, so that word of God. My dad used to love playing snooker. You guys know what snooker is? kind of like a, an old form of pool. No one, no one knows what snooker is these days, but, you know, it's a big table. And <laughs> this, this is great. So I go there, you know, a young Christian, and I said, Dad, you know, God's great, and God can do anything, and I'm busy playing snooker. Now, I'm a useless snooker player. You know, you know like when you're in the team and everybody gets chosen except you. Well, that's me when it comes to snooker. No one wants to play, but my dad used to humor me and play with me, and one of his mates was playing this big macho guy complete atheist and they used to take delight in snookering me you know so so this big table like this and and the balls this end and the ball I've got to get is right the other end of the table and there's balls in between you can't see and they said yeah we were talking I was trying to tell them about Jesus they said yeah your God's useless said you couldn't even win a snooker match and as as I'm standing there, it's like Holy Spirit in me. And I encourage you guys, listen to that inner voice. Holy Spirit in me says, do it. Do it. So I said, Dad, I said, Alan, his name is Alan Power. I said, you guys are such unbelievers. I said, 
I guarantee you I'll pop this ball. Now, this is where faith comes in, by the way. Meanwhile, like, like, you're like sitting there, you're like, you're like, like you're sweating. It's like, I'll pop this ball. And if I pop this ball, you're going to come to church with me tomorrow. So it was the religious bit in me. But uh, um, you're going to come to church, you know. So they said, ah, they just laughing their heads off. Take the, uh, take the cue. I don't even aim. I'm just like, okay. I whack the ball as hard as I can. It goes boing, 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 boing. And as, as, as I'm watching, I'm seeing their face watching, watching, watching. And it like trickles over and bonks and knocks the ball in the pocket. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I said, off to church you go. And yet they, they came with me. I mean, that's miraculous. See, these, these signs and wonders and living in the spirit isn't about big things. It's often about the small everyday things. You know, I can, there's a lot of pressure on people, you know. You come up and you minister like this and everybody says, okay, you want accurate words of knowledge. You've got to like read your address and, you know, where you live and how many, you know, this you've got. And, you know, that kind of ministry. And it does happen. But let me tell you where I've seen most ministry happen. Most supernatural ministry happens just in the workplace, in the home, with a prophetic word, with a healing with, even with deliverances, you're, you're with me. It's, it's, it's not about a performance. It's about ministry revealing the glory of God. And you know, we don't, we don't need to put ourselves in precious situations. So the fruit, the kingdom fruit, I believe there's personal fruit, there's family fruit, there's fellowship fruit of love, family here, but there's kingdom fruit. And the kingdom fruit is is. And I notice some people battle with this. Yes, we've got to have character, but we also need to have character and intimacy with Jesus, but then to get off our butts and go and do the stuff. Yeah. You with me? Yeah. We, need, we need to show kingdom fruit. And Jesus you know, said, go into the world and with the power of the Holy Spirit and do the stuff. And that kingdom fruit is something that uh, is really important. This, yep. It's uh, sharing the good news. We know we're called to preach the good news. The word gospel means good news. It doesn't mean bad news, guys. It doesn't mean we say we go around preaching hell, okay? It means we go around preaching salvation, the grace of God, the goodness of God, the favor of God, the forgiveness of God, and that leads, it's that kindness and goodness that leads to repentance, a change of mind in people. So we get the lost saved, we make disciples, we heal the sick, we drive out demons. We raise the dead. Now, I've seen all of those things happen personally. Okay? So this is not just something that's for a few people. Raising the dead, healing the sick, and driving out demons should be a normal part of our life. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I can see the, like, silence here. It's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, driving out demons, number one. I mean, that just happens like... <laughs> you know, when the Spirit of God moves, the Holy Spirit moves, like stuff comes out. Unholy, unclean, evil spirits leave. Okay? You know, and don't, don't mess up the manifestations you know, where the Holy Spirit moves, you know, we had a time where Holy Spirit was moving strongly and you just saw people getting delivered of evil spirits. I had evil spirits in me. 
Because I, I was involved in Luciferianism. I was involved in, in Rosicrucianism, um, kind of forms of witch, like all, kind, all kinds of stuff. I didn't even know what I was doing. But when the Holy Spirit came on me, flip, it was like a bomb went off inside me. It was like war, war inside me. And uh, I mean, some of the guys know, some of the guys that are here, like, no, they, they ministered to me over years. It took some of that stuff to come out. Um, and again, I don't want to go into that in detail now, but I just say that's part of Jesus' ministry. Healing the sick. There was a lady called Jean Brazier. Remember Judy? Did Judy Brazier ever come to this church? No, Wayne and Judy? I thought they did, but she, yeah, Marshall, yeah. Yes, the Marshalls, yeah. So they, her mother was, had, went into a hospital with um, uh, a cancerous growth in her bowel. And uh, a couple of us went to the hospital, Westville Hospital. <laughs> and we're in the ward there, and we're praying. And we weren't praying um, quietly, <laughs> but let me be honest with you. We were, like, sending it. And, we, and, and the Lord said to me, like, Give me praise. And we started like singing songs of praise and deliverance over this lady. And, and like, as usual, I was like shaking like, a, like, and I could see the nursing sisters were like, what? What's this, you know, is this guy having a fit or what? And then that was it. She was going to go into an operation the next morning. We get a phone call about three hours later saying, no, Jean's being let out of hospital because she passed out of her body a big lump just came out came out of her body and she didn't need an operation so I mean that's amazing and I've seen stuff like that I've also seen people die by the way so you know sometimes you have to kind of battle with that disappointment um, but one friend that we knew down in the valley we had a we have a ministry called Orphan Aid in the valley of Thousand Hills it looks after about 500 uh, sorry about 150 orphans and one of the young girls who used to go to school with my daughter when she was in crash started coming to our fellowship. Whew. And one day we get a phone call, and, and, and her name's Noctula. We get a phone call at 10 o'clock at night saying, Noctula's dead, dying, dead. Can you come quickly? Now, this is down in the valley of a thousand hills, right down the bottom. 10 o'clock at night. So Annette and myself go, go, go to Noctula. And that's a nurse. So she knows when someone's dead. <laughs> they actually teach nurses that these days, you know? <laughs> Despite the fact that they try to keep them alive forever, you know, while they're on the machines. But uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> so so we go in this room, and there's Noctula, boom, dead. Like, we're like, whoa, Lord. <laughs> and her granny, who was a Sangoma, is like freaking out in the corner. We walk in the room, the granny starts freaking out. You know, all the demons in her starts freaking. And uh, the old man was there, and he's like wailing and crying, and the brother's wailing and crying. And we get there, and we're like, boom, 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 heart resuscitation, you know, slap, 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 nothing. Pray, 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 nothing. About 10, 15 minutes goes by, pray, 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 nothing. And we're like, oh, Lord, 
yo, what are we going to do? And we're like, come Holy Spirit and, and just come more, more Lord. And we stop praising and worshiping and we're like praying for her and nothing, nothing, nothing. And, you know, I mean, she's starting to get cold now, you know. Next minute, boom, a voice in me, the Holy Spirit says, take her by the hand and tell her to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a, okay. <laughs> Take her by the hand and say, Noctula, in the name of Jesus, stand up. And she goes, Whoa. And I went, Whoa. <laughs> And she came back from the dead. She, 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 she got up and she's like staggering around. And she said, Yeah, I was like being sucked along this tunnel of light. And then I just heard your command. You see, we have authority. We have authority over death. We have authority over darkness. And she heard that command and she got sucked back in her body. Problem is, she was so groggy that now she's like, I've got to get out of this house. I've got to get out of this house. There's darkness. There's demons here. You've got to take me out of the house. The road is like a kilometer away, the main road, and we were down a dirt road. We drag her to our car, get in the car, a storm of notes starts raging. Hey, coincidence, you know? Like, lightning, thunder. And I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? I get in the car, try to get the car out the driveway. Can't get out the driveway. Stuck in the mud. So I think, okay, there were some Danish missionaries, friends of ours, the Stockholms. I, 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 I call them up on my phone and say, come and get to the top of the hill. And I put her on my back and I carried her out about 500 meters, so it was up, up this road in the pouring rain, put her in the back of the car, took her to our house, still alive today. Married, two children, living in Kwanuswa. Huh? Amazing. See, guys, we have to live with that expectation. We have to live with that expectation. So next time someone dies, don't call me. <laughs> lay your hands on them okay lay your hands on them in faith you, you're with me because these things these things happen you know and we have to live in that um, in that expectation and um, this kingdom fruit of raising the deaf we're, we're in Kenya you know the other thing we have to live by in supernatural life is living by signs that make us wonder okay it, it says in, in the Bible it says God will confirm his word with signs and wonders so I always look for signs. So for instance, in business, if I'm going to crack a deal with someone, I've, I've got my own business, I rent out properties, and uh, I, I ask the Lord, is this the right tenant? Is this the right house to buy? And I ask the Lord for a sign. And, and I'm telling you, I literally always get signs. Now you see, everyone else might put it down to coincidence. I don't put it down to coincidence. I put it down to God. You see, you can let your mind override God's signs and wonders. You know, the one time a guy phoned me up from Kenya and said, would you come and preach in Kenya? And I'm like, no, I don't know if I, I'm talking about bush, bush. You, you with me? I mean, this was not a five-star hotel. This was like a mud hut in the middle of nowhere. And the guys, will you come and preach? And I'm like, oh, Lord, I really need a sign. I walk back into the lounge, sit down, pick up a magazine, open it up, and it says, 12 reasons why you should go to Kenya this summer. 
you, you with me? <laughs> we went to Kenya. I took a young man with me, Sandile Makwanazi, who's a, a, a good friend of mine. And we went and we ministered there in the bush, uh, dozens and dozens of churches. We saw the Holy Spirit just move in. We saw there were guys. I remember one old man came up. His ears popped, and he went from being deaf to hearing. Just No, we didn't even pray for him. He just, he just came into the meeting, boop, his ears popped and he was like, suddenly starts dancing around and shouting. You know, we went into a Muslim village and there was a, a group of Muslim women there. Went up to the matriarch, it was women only. And uh, now we're, this is Muslim country and you know, you, you can get your head chopped off for, for saying the wrong thing. And uh, we just discerned this woman had a spirit of pain over her. And we went up to her, we, we spoke with the interpreter to her, and she said, yeah, that's right. And we prayed over her, and man, all hell broke loose. I mean, she started, and this pain just lifted off of her. Whoa, it was just, whoa. And these other, like about 12 women around, just all younger women, just sat there watching this. She gave her life to the Lord. This is a Muslim woman. And within the next 10 days, they all gave their lives to the Lord. And when we left, we left a little house church there, you know, amazing. So, you know, that, that supernatural ministry is available for everyone, okay? Um, it's important to know that God wants increase. So kingdom, kingdom also is about increase. I'm, I, I'm not going to go into that in detail. Just to say you start off moving in the spirit. Jesus was concerned about increase. He said, I've given you a couple of minas, some talents. And he said, go and multiply. And, go, and, and we need to understand that we, that we are there to multiply in Christ what he's given us. Okay, it's, a, it's grace. God's given us these things by grace and we're called to multiply. Um, and you can look at those scriptures yourself. Again, the worldview that some things that get in the way of, of a worldview, if we can go to the next one, is do you have a secular mindset? Some of us are so fixed on like our circumstances, on politics. We think that that's going to solve the problems of the world. Some of us have an intellectual mindset where when supernatural things happen, we start analyzing it, analyzing away the miracle. You understand? And I'm telling you, that is one of the biggest problems that stops people from moving in the spirit, is you intellectualize things and, and, and think logically about things. There's no logic in the gospel. Let me just say that. It's not logical that a guy hung on the cross and took your sins. Is there anything logical about that? You, you, there, there's nothing logical about it. So, you know, we're not called to live according to the intellect. Intellect is good, but it has to be subject to the spirit. Our minds need to be renewed. And in the kingdom, we, we can have an occultic mindset, which is what I used to have. Okay, everything was esoteric. It was dabbling in spirits and things. But we need to have a kingdom mindset, the king's domain. We need to be advanced in the kingdom of God. Okay, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not just the kingdom, his righteousness, his right standing, and everything shall be given unto you. So we need to have spiritual eyes, Finally, I'm going to finish with the next one is qualification. We are all qualified to do this stuff. We are all qualified to move supernaturally. We are all qualified by Jesus, the finished work of the cross. Okay, so it says in Colossians 1.12 that you've been qualified 
to, to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I did, I did 25 Alpha courses. The, the, and, 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 and we saw many, many people led to the Lord. In those days, there were hundreds of people on Alpha courses, you know, when it first came out. But I remember the first one we did, I was standing there with some of my mates that had just got saved. And they were at my house. And <clears throat> we got all this bry going and, and all the guys are coming for Alpha. It was outdoors. You know, and, and, and it started pouring with rain. Pouring with rain, and I'm like, oh, Lord. But you see, because, like, I, I want to live in the supernatural, I'm like, don't, don't worry, guys. We're going to pray, and the rain's going to go. Huh? <laughs> you with me? You've got you to put yourself on the line. You know, going to pray, in the, and sure as that, so we prayed, and the next minute, the clouds opened up, the rain stopped, we held the offer course, and when the offer course was finished, guess what happened? Clouds closed, and it started raining again. So that, that's, what, that's the authority we can move in. Jesus gave us authority over the wind and the clouds. So let's stand. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.